You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. You're listening to NBC Sports Radio. NBC Sports Radio. Weekends. This is the Two Robbies Football Show. Your number one source for Premier League football on NBC Sports Radio. Now, your hosts, Robbie Musto and Robbie Earl. This is the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio, and this is the shortest intro ever. I'm Earl, he's Musto. This was the Manchester Derby. Cue the action. Alexis. Smalling! 3-2 Manchester United! Would you believe it? Chris Smalling has turned this Manchester derby on its head. Robbie Musto, start <laughs> me off with this game. I mean, wow. ridiculous Manchester derby. One that yeah. will stay with us for, I think, a very long time. Manchester United, Manchester City looking like they've got the job done at half-time and then what a turnaround. A classic, a Premier League classic Mm. and a great time to to put in a classic as well with these two clubs in this game and what it meant with these two managers that go back a long, long way. So a stunning game of football. Incredible how two halves of football can be so different. Um, But let me start off. We're going to kind of focus on United in this first part Mm. of the show. When I looked at the lineups, Rob, my first thing I wrote down in my notes was Man United should win. Given should win? Should win wow. this game. Because City, a lot, a lot of changes. Oh, changes. Yeah. Aguero's on the bench. De Bruyne's mm. on the bench. Jesus is on the bench. They had a, a huge game, difficult game, of course, against Liverpool. Uh, Man United, no injuries. They're packed full. Mm. But the bench is full of, of Rashford and, uh, and Martial Mata, and Mata and yeah. everybody else. No mm. injury. I think the goalkeeper's injured. Uh, Sergio Romero's injured. So, so mm. I, I, you know, of course, all the craziness happened. But I did think with the lineups, they should should have a good game. And, of course, as the first half went on, Rob, just, just, I'll just touch on the midfield stuff. Yeah. There's so much to, to, so yeah, many yeah, yeah. to go into. When you watch City playing the way they play, mm. with the ball fizzing along the ground yeah. and going through midfield and splitting United uh, wide open many times, mm. the next thing I thought was, you know what? Paul Pogba and Yemanja Matic aren't really built to stop this like Jordan Henderson or Wijnaldum or James Milner. Yeah. Not as dynamic Liverpool. movement. Not as dynamic mm, and not right. as uh, kind of fit and able and athletic and, and have the stamina to get into their faces to stop that football. Mm. And, and so they had a big, big problem in the first half with City playing around them for fun. Um, but of course, it all changed in the second half with the midfield and with Paul Pogba. Um, but uh, th- listen, there's so much, Rob. What, what do you what do you think to the lineups before we get cracking much further? Well, Herrera came in to put another body in there, and at first yeah. I thought, like, is he going to chase David Silva all around the pitch? Well, Silva started to drift in wide and find little pockets and start yeah. building up the play. Yeah. And in the end, I'm thinking, City, as we've said in the past, City's football is going to find a way. Yeah. It, you know, they get the goals. Interesting, the first off, Robin, and something, a game we should pick, pick up on. Ryan Sterling takes a couple of his chances. Gundogan does oh. better with a header. Oh. By the way, we're talking 4 0, 5 0 at half time. Yeah. We're not even talking about comebacks. But they didn't take those chances and left the door slightly open for, for Manchester United. And then, it, to me, Robbie, it, it was a turnaround because 
when you say about Paul Pogba in particular, maybe Matic's not so much dynamic. Paul Pogba, I think, can be quite dynamic when mm. he's allowed to break forward, when he gets the, his carrot at the end of his stick, when he knows there's something for him to run onto, where he can go and enjoy himself and express himself. I think he looks a better athlete. When he's just stuck in there, to, as you say, like a Henderson or, or maybe like a Milner will do, will sit in and rat around and just win balls. doesn't look to me like he wants to do that. He doesn't look the same athlete. And what we saw in the second half is Paul Pogba at his best when he can influence a game. Yeah, it really was. I mean, poor Pogba, my goodness. I mean, all the kind of the mm. season he's had, the, the trials and tribulations, the kind of, um, not humiliation, but, but Mourinho being really hard with him, with dragging him off and, and not starting mm. him and putting him on the bench. And he put in this display that's, that's helped his manager out big time. Those two For goals sure. from poor mm. Pogba helped his manager out big he- time. Even, Robert, and I just want to get your, your take on this before I, I want to get to a bit of Josie's sound, but just your take on this because Pep Guardiola in his press conference before the game said that actually in January he was offered Pogba and, and Mkhitaryan by this Mina Raiola, the, the mm. super agent who's got them, which I thought was a bit mischievous. Mm. Then there was a lot of talk before the game, and I know certainly Gary Neville, ex-Manchester United legend, as we know, and pundit now in the UK, went mm. very strong on Pogba saying, you know, Having blue in his hair is disgraceful, blah, 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 blah. I mean, are we going a little bit over top with, uh, with this guy? I mean, does the colour of his hair really matter if no. he's put, putting in performances and playing like that? It wasn't, wasn't it related to, to the French national team? Yeah, he team. played in the French national team. So, I, you know, I, I think you've got to get all your facts right before you mm, really start to have a big, to, strong to statements like yeah, that. Yeah, I think mm. so. And, and sometimes, I think we've all probably done it, Rob, as, as pundits. You, 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 you fly off the handle at something and then yeah. you kind of realise there's more information that's, that's, that's out there. Um, I just think it's the way he is. And I think he courts that attention. And yeah. I think at the first half, you're looking at him thinking, wow, he's, again, he's not really helping out in midfield. They're playing through him so easily. But, but the second half is what he's all about. Mm. And you, you allow him the ability to get forward or the licence to get forward. He's He's got such great ability, such great technical skills and coolness and size and presence. This is the sort of thing that he can do. He's not in a team with a manager that's going to, you're not going to see that a lot because they do play defense first and he has to worry about his men in midfield. He has to worry about filling holes and he's restricted. The last game he was, he was kind of side by side with Matic. Yeah. This was back to a 4-3-3 where he's on the left side of a three, which is his best position. And, and we saw it in the second half, but uh, just a stunning turnaround. Chris Smalling from blooming, you know, from, 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 yeah. a, from the awful defending from company to then getting the winning goal. Yeah. Mm. Um, some performances that, that were, that, that was just amazing. David De Gea against, um, makes a tremendous save in the second half as well to, to get the points and mm. it's just it's just amazing how you know whatever Jose said at half time absolutely got the job done because they're a different team in the second half there was, there was a lot of people asking actually Jose Mourinho and Pep Guardiola at the end of the game came together seemed to be having some conversation a lot of people are asking what Jose said to Pep and apparently started with praise for City but then gave a bit of appreciation to his own United team too Congratulations for the title. They deserve the title. But we are not the team that people think we are. We are not as bad as people think we are. I'm not such a bad manager as some people think I am. The players are not so bad as people think they are. And that's what we are going to try to prove, is that we are the second best team in the, in the country. But for that, we need points. 
Then he points. Um, second best in the country is not going to be good enough over the next kind of year or so for Jose Mourinho at Manchester United. I'm sure there'll be more money spent. Mm. But I think he's got a point there, Rob. Yeah. I don't think he's as bad as what people no. are saying this year. And the team aren't as bad. You know, I'm absolutely a believer in, let's look at the, the as you know, let's look at the table. Let's yeah. look at the numbers. Mm. Let's see where Manchester United are after 38 games played. If they're second best in the table, that's exactly what they are. Still got a little bit of work to do mm. because Spurs and, and Liverpool aren't going to go away and there's still a few games to go yet. But I think it, 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 he says that, Rob, because there's many games where we look at them and it's like, wow. What? Yeah, it, it's, it's not but, that far but off. They, they, they found ways to get results and to get wins and it hasn't been ugly and some of the star players have stepped up in certain games to get those three mm. points. It just doesn't look like a brilliant... either. Well, never really a, a tremendously silky attacking team from Mourinho, but, but to be credit, that there's often brilliant defending, brilliant counter-attacking, mm. brilliant moments that you say, wow, Mourinho's a, a top coach and this is a top team. We just haven't kind of seen it, mm. but the, the numbers say that it is. So, you know, you've got to hold your hands up. Let's see after 38 games. Yeah. There's a 13-point gap at the moment, Rob, and let's just say that stays. Maybe they get it down yeah. to 10, City, City get, get the job done. This time next season when we're coming into the business end of the season, do Manchester United at least have to be closer? Do Manchester United have to be sort of sitting on top, check with others chasing them? Or can Jose Mourinho still be saying we're not being appreciated? Still be saying, how long can Manchester United not be sitting on top of the pile? Well, I think the, the, the next season they can't lose five games. They've lost five mm. games this yeah. season. So he said, and he's right, they have got better from last year. Of course, lots mm. of money spent, so they've got better. I, I mean, if City, as we, I guess, expect them to be strong again next year because of the, the, the age of the players and, and, and there's no reason why they're not going to be as strong, they've got to be a lot closer, Rob, haven't they? I mean, yeah. we can say yeah. that this is an exceptional have, yeah. City side. Mm. We can say that. Um, but United have to get closer. They can't lose five games. They've got to come to this point in the season at the end and they've lost like two or three games. They're really, really challenging, really putting the pressure on because if City have that immense pressure and you're asking more questions, certainly yeah. in the two United games, uh, you know, they're not infallible, City. If you get them on no. the back foot, they're not infallible. So United, I think he's got a, 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 a totally a, another whole season, Rob, yeah. more summer With transfer, new players. another yeah. January, new players, but, and then we'll see at the end of next season. But this question, Carl and myself were talking, as we came off air, just one of those conversations as we're going back to, to, to get changed after the, the, mm. the show, and so I said, listen, give him a bit more money, Bring the players in, but can can he? Will he? Could he slightly change the way they play and put a little more tilt on playing no. like second half? No, because that's maybe the way he's going to close the gap. No, no. yeah. No. And Carl no. was with you. No, no, no. And I no. said, I don't know. You know, this this no. fella doesn't doesn't like the, the spotlight on anyone else. He wants a spotlight on himself. I just think he'll try and get better at doing, doing what, what he's he good does. at. It's exactly the same with Pep mm. this season. He's got better at doing what his game plan yeah. A. Jose will want to get game, his game plan A better. And that mm. will not be, I, I'm, I'm certain of it, it won't yeah. be any different on a tactical side, on the footballing side, the philosophy side. It will be stronger defensively. I think he'll look to get centre-backs, um, maybe full-backs as well. He'll want to get stronger so they concede mm. nothing. And the players that they've got in a counter-attack, Alexis, Lukaku, Pogba, Lingard, uh, Matt, everybody else, he'll want them and expect them to get the goals to get the wins defensively he'll mm. want to get better that, that's the thing Rob you, yeah. you, you think of tweaking to attack more I think tweaking to, to be even stronger better defensively yeah. yeah you may be right on the Manchester Derby today it was United's day and they showed what they can do when they let the horses run a little bit next we'll talk more Manchester City specifically about Pep and was this a big opportunity lost to make Premier League history you're listening to Two Robbie's Football Show on NBC Sports Radio be back in a tick NBC Sports Radio 
where every day is game day. Have you heard me say that before? Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show. We've talked about the Reds of Manchester United, but what about the Blues of City? It was all set up for them today to make Premier League history, but didn't quite go to plan. And Pep Guardiola, well, he bristled a little bit when he was asked about whether the changes to his start in the eleven affected the outcome. Any regrets about the team you picked at all? Did you? Did we play bad? I'm asking you the question. Well, but I know that, but it uh, would be good if you try to understand and the football, if you judge for the results, they said it's not good to pick up. If you win, the pick up is nice. So. And what about the psychological damage? Is there any going ahead the game Tuesday, losing today? We'll see. We have to heads up, step forward and say, OK, guys, we are here, try and go and, and do it. I didn't have a problem with the team selection, Rob. Given no, the Champions no. League, given the size mm. of that competition, given where they are in the Premier League right now, I totally understood it. I think we all realised that some of the key players were going to be missing. You had Aguero, Laporte, mm. Walker, De Bruyne, Jesus, uh, all on the bench for this, this match. And in the first half, they played some brilliant yeah. football. I, I thought Fernandinho, then, yeah, Fernandinho mm. and David Silva... Sure absolutely ran the game they were the star players in the first half Um, but just I guess on a bigger picture Rob I thought three men influenced this game of football three men we've talked about Paul Pogba yeah let's talk about the second man Uh, the last man's Martin Atkinson we'll get to the referee but the second man was Raheem Sterling yeah City were Mm. sensational for periods in that first half and he went through a couple of times twice with yeah. opportunities and had another weak shot on his left he, side. He's such a good player, Rob, mm. and he's improved so so much. Yeah. What is it? I mean, you were more of a goal scorer mm. than I was, yeah. obviously. What 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 is he lacking with his finishing? Is it confidence? Is it is it just technique? Is it is it did he panic? Mm. Because he could have put the game to bed in the yeah. first half. I think it, it's a little bit of everything that you've talked about, Rob. And, and, and listen, I didn't quite get to the levels of Ryan Sterling, but I, I knew what to do when I got into goal-scoring situations. First thing I always used to think about, and it was something in my head, I think, concentrate on the ball. Make sure I make the right kind of contact with the ball so that it gives me a chance. The second thing is with him, Rob, is it, it's the bit that comes just before you make contact. Sometimes it's about taking another small step. Sometimes it's about letting a ball drop. Sometimes it's about making sure you hit on the outside of the ball. Or Those little bits of detail that, that are difference makers, he doesn't do well enough. The, the shot that's come to him that he's took his time and I think Valencia gets on, he should be trying to swoop with his left foot or if not, drive with the outside of his right. He took so long to make his mind up, he allows Valencia to come across. A ball that comes gets played to him from David Silva. He lets it run across his body too far to get the shot in. It goes over the top because he's unbalanced. It's, mm. it's these little things yeah. that, that just the difference makers that would be... If he takes one of them, Rob, I think the whole game's different. Yeah, yeah, 3-0, and, it, and it, yeah. that becomes yeah. really difficult. It's almost, Rob, like when he gets through, he's almost trying to hit the ball as, as hard as he yeah. can yeah. without any real thought about, like you said at the start there, what type of contact is needed. Mm. Because, you know, it's kind of a lash, and it, and it often yeah. goes over the top and is finishing. We've seen him miss some terrible ones this season. But he has got better. What's he got, 16 Premier League goals yeah. this season or something? So he, he has done better. But the, those opportunities, I thought he was a, a key defining player uh, in this game. Uh, with the just, result. Just because, on that one, yeah. Rob, yeah, I think he struggles more when he has to think than when he's in, instinctive. Mm. I think when something mm. comes and he just has to happen, I think he looks a better player than something Wait. that comes in and he's got to have a little thought, got to make a decision on it. Do you think it's more thought or do you think it's pressure and expectation? 
And he, and he just bottles I think it a little it, no, bit. No, no, I think it's thought. I don't think he quite mm. gets... The, the, you know, somebody once said to me, as long as it goes past the goalkeeper and rolls over the line, yeah. it counts as a goal. Mm. Yeah. I thought the um, the Gundogan goal was, was yeah, magnificent. Yeah, brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. The turn, best, best I mean, it's just insane. For City, yeah. It's insane yeah. to get that Silky turn it. Yeah. and to just poke... I mean, he poked at the ball. Can, he poked can, at it. Can we get to one other man? Because I know you want to get to Martin Atkinson. Yep. Can, can we quickly get to Leroy Sané? We can get to him. Who was, we've been saying, one of the, you know, mm. the best players in, in world football could go on to be a star. Yep. Yep. I think we, when we were just talking off air just before we came on, back on, on, that we both feel these... I just was sitting there today feeling... He's lost a little bit of his confidence every time he's coming inside into traffic. He's not going mm. on the outside. He looks mm. as though mm. he's just not quite on his game when, what, a month ago, he, he was red hot and, and you know probably one of the best players pound for pound in the league. No, I, I totally agree. And, and um, you think about his game against Trent Alexander-Arnold mm. for Liverpool. Yeah. He made a bad error in that game mm. with a, a cross-field ball. And it just looks like every time he gets it now, and we and you've seen him so many times like go on the outside, he's got this great move where he, he kind of looks like he's going to the inside and then he, he, he checks back with his left foot yeah. and he takes it uh, outside and gets around the outside we have I, I just every time I picked up today I'm thinking go on then go, go on the outside it's Antonio Valencia I'm mm-hmm. sure he doesn't want to run yeah. you know he doesn't want to be ran running the outside and he kept coming inside and passing it back and I always think that's a player that's short on confidence he doesn't want to take responsibility and he's just passing the buck a little bit Again, long season, mm. difficult matches, high pressure, maybe a little tired as well. Um, but I totally agree. I made the same note as you, Rob. We talked about it, that he's just off a little bit. Mm. His confidence just a, a little bit. And, and I guess, you know, with these games coming up, uh, Pep needs oh, him to be his best, now. really. Yeah. yeah. You want to talk to about the referee? The third man, the third the third person that influenced mm. this game. Um I think the the potential handball. I didn't think it was. No, you know, I didn't it think it was. Over. That's not a deliberate handball no, for me. It goes to ground. But the challenge with Ashley mm. Young on Sergio Aguero, I, you know, it, it was one of them, and this is why it's hard for the officials on the day. Yeah. When you when you see it, you 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 know. I think it was wide shot on the TV yeah. and it's like you just see two players going in and it looks like a strong tackle. Yeah. And then, of course, when you get a look at it from a closer angle and you're not sure whether the referee has that, it was a bad tackle. It was a terrible tackle, Rob. It, it could be an leg-breaking tackle. It could, I have, mean, been it, it could have been easily a red card. It's, mm. it's definitely a foul and could easily have been a red card. I mean, everybody who seems to, to, to feel that it wasn't a penalty is saying, well, you should see he got, he got the ball. No, he, he went over the top of the ball and his foot went into the shin of yeah. an opponent. It's dangerous uh, play it's danger, endangering the safety of an opponent. It's reckless and yeah. it's with fault with his studs up. I yeah, mean, I mean, it, it, old school, Rob, and I won't say the coach at all taught me, to, you know, start my career. He said to me, "If you can skim over the ball mm. with your studs up, then you can, then you'll get away with a, 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 t- a challenge that can that can hurt an opponent." And that's a terrible bit of advice to get. Yeah. But that was the, that was a thinking back in the early '80s, Rob, that you could skim mm-hmm. the ball and you could go over the top and you'd be okay because you, you 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 can in invert commas you've won the ball. Mm. Not nowadays. And I, you know, I was, you know, we we've been having a bit of banter with Lee Dixon because yeah. in commentary he wasn't sure. He didn't think it was a penalty. Um, I think what what people have to do you've got to look online at yeah. the, uh, loads of different people and see what the, the consensus of opinion is. Correct. And I think it, it should have been a penalty. Yep, it should have been, but it wasn't given. And in the end, it wasn't Manchester City's day, Rob. But sure, they, they'll come back. All eyes now on Champions League football Tuesday night at the Etihad. And as the daughters, the doubters start to be raised about Pep and his team, are we all getting carried away with the silky football, or is it just a blip they're trying to get over? Next up, we'll talk about the other derby today. That was on Merseyside. There were no goals, but there were some interesting talking points. I'm Earl, he's Musto, together with the two Robbies on NBC Sports Radio.
Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show. Next, we'll turn our attention to the early kickoff. It was a Merseyside derby, not the best one we've ever seen, where a point of peace seemed to suit all parties. But I have to admit, Musty, I was a little bit disappointed in Everton today. I thought they missed a chance to, to get amongst Liverpool on a day when Liverpool, I think, were there for the taking. At Goodison Park today, Rob, I'll put it this way. Only the Everton fans mm. wanted a Merseyside derby. And you know what mm. I mean by Merseyside yeah. derby. Yeah. Only the Everton fans mm. in Goodison Park wanted that sort of game. Because Liverpool didn't want it. The manager didn't want it, Jurgen Klopp. No. And the players didn't really want it, given the, the, the effort they put in in the Champions League against Manchester but, City and, the, and, and Sam Allardyce. Shouldn't Sam Allardyce have wanted well, it, Well, that's though. what I'm saying. Shouldn't should he have wanted it Of course more. he should have wanted it. I mean, if, he, if he's supposedly going from, the, from now to the end of the season to prove to Everton fans and Everton ownership that he's the right man to take them forward, shouldn't he want to have won an, a, a Merseyside derby? I mean... People won't be going away from Goodison saying, well, do you remember the nil-nil we got where Sam Allardyce was in charge in April? I mean, it, it was a and game that was there for the yeah. taking, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. Liverpool made lots of changes. changes Oxley, yeah. Firmino, everybody else, Trent Alexander-Arnold. And, and, um, and, you know, so it was Ragnar absolutely Klavan a situation. left-back, by at the Left-back, exactly. Um, Everton are safe. They're not getting relegated. Have a go. I think somebody made a comment in the broadcast today, Rob, that this, mm. was, the ma- this was kind of it. This was the last yeah, kind of home game. Said, yeah. Did you say that? It's like, a, that, like yeah. a big game, and the rest of them are kind They've of. They got Newcastle and Huddersfield at home. Right. Great if you're a season ticket holder. Well, I'll tell you something else, though, Rob. Given the back of this, and given what we've seen from, from Sam and, and mm. Everton, um, those remaining games are going to decide his future. Because I still oh, his think. future's decided. Do you th- mate, I don't I think, think it's decided oh, yet. There's no I don't way. think it is. Listen, it's interesting you say that because I know you put a tweet out early and said, mm. Everton fans, you know, let us know, did Big Sam miss a trick today against a much-changed Liverpool team? Would you have done it any differently? And we, we got plenty of responses. I'm going to read out a couple here that, that certainly touched a nerve with me. It said, well, we didn't want him in the first place. We don't want him now even more before. And JD uh, Philippi said, I am in a... Put them in an attacking lineup, let them have a go, bring Rooney in, in the second half with the instructions to push up and create. Highlight the youngsters. Snyderling, by the way, should be in the stands. Yeah, Matthias tweeted us to say, youngsters inserted late had far more spark than Mr Rooney. And Steve Birch simply said, have a go. Well, that's what he would have done mm. if he was in charge of Everton today. Yeah, Wayne Rooney seemed to um, feature in a, a lot of people's thoughts today, Rob. Mm. Sam Allardyce apparently said, you know, that he wanted legs in midfield. I mean, it was obvious when Rooney got substituted after 57 minutes, he wasn't very happy about it. But Sam, when he was asked, didn't seem that bothered. Wayne Rooney looked less than impressed when he came off. What have you said to him? What were your reasons for the change? Uh, legs. We needed more legs. And uh, Wayne, uh, as talented as he is and as good as he is on the ball, um, we needed to be able to get about the pitch a bit more and he'd done his job. Nobody's too big to be bought off. <laughs> and, and to be fair, he's right. Nobody is too big to be brought off. Yeah, but off. I don't think Wayne Rooney's one of them, Rob. I don't think he, he you know... Look who I am! Look what I've done! Don't bring me off. I don't, I don't think he's that guy. I, I, I thought that was a little bit on un, well, call for from Sam. Yeah, but I think because Rooney looks so upset and so angry, mm. you get asked the question about it, and then Sam, I mean, he's going to say that, isn't he? He's going to say, "Well, what what are you saying?" He can just say, "Listen, he's frustrated. I know that, but you know, I'm the manager. I have to make decisions." Do you think he was a little bit harsh when he said, "You know, no players bigger than me"? Yeah, type of thing? I just don't, don't think he needs to go that route with Rooney because I don't think he's that guy. I mean. 
what I would say is it looked to me like the tactics from Everton was certainly in the first off, sit deep, don't give nothing away, be pragmatic as Sam sets his team up, yeah. wants a clean sheet. Yeah. Then it looked like, you know, as the game goes on, we'll, we'll have a little bit of a go, which they did. And, you know, Calvert-Lewin came on, had a couple of chances. Jenk Tosin probably should have done better with a couple that he had. Mm. But then, as I'm thinking that through, Rob, I'm thinking, well... Wouldn't it be better to bring Rooney on at the time when you're going to open yeah. things up with his technique and he might make something happen for you? Well, that, that's what's going to happen in the future. Idris Agana, and mm. Sam said this afterwards as yeah, well, he wasn't, like fit, he wasn't fit to start the game. Mm. So if he would have been fit, of course he's fit now, he's going to play in midfield. I think Tom Davis and, and um, you know, wh- whether it's going to be Rooney or not, you, Rooney might now be um, a player that does come from yeah, the bench, yeah. you know, because he's got in this yeah. midfield, it's kind of number eight position. He doesn't mm. want him as a 10, doesn't want him as a number nine. This midfield position now is it for Rooney. This is it because he's he can play balls, he can get forward and make things happen, which he's best out. But he, and he still couldn't influence the game against Liverpool. So, a little, you know, it's concerning for Wayne Rooney, but I mm. think w- between now and the end of the season, I think Rooney will be on the bench and it will come on to make an impact. Yeah, I don't disagree with you, but I just look at the Everton team, the way they were set up. I mean, mm. Balassi was almost like a secondary fullback, Mark inclined. Yeah. You know, Theo Walcott didn't really affect the game till the last 10 or 15 minutes, getting at Clavan, yeah. who's not a left back. Yeah. It just looks to me, Rob, like Sam and, and this group do all the work on defending, and it's a bit like, you know, Front lads create something, do something off your own skill, but it doesn't look like it, it's that well coached in the attacking third of the pitch. The, the game livened up in the last 20 minutes mm. because Seamus Coleman and Danny yeah. Ings nearly, nearly had a fight on the pitch. <laughs> Bit and, of fire. And, uh, uh, yeah, and they, they almost had a fight. They had a big old, a big old kind of coming together, and things like that in these games can spark the crowd. They sparked up a little bit. Everton had a bit more of a go. The subs, I think, did did make an impact with Calvert Lewin coming on mm. um, to give a little bit of pace. So I think I think that helped it. But I mean, it's just not good enough. Big Sam yeah. at the end there is kind of sat. He's, he's kind of happy with the performance. He's happy not to lose the game. But given the circumstances, given Liverpool's team, what they've been up to, you got to get in their mm. faces. You have got to make it a million miles an hour to make it a difficult match, and they didn't do it until the last 10-15 minutes when they looked much more likely. From Liverpool's point of view, I said draw, no drama, perfect yeah. for Jurgen Klopp. No major injuries, got people through. Actually played Wijnaldum in, the, in more of the yeah, holding central, role and yeah. we just wondered whether that might be something that it was a rehearsal for, for Tuesday night where we know uh, Henderson can't play. Emre Chan got this back injury, they're not sure if he's uh, going to be fit. So yeah. somebody's going to have to play that role and yeah. I just wonder if it was today almost I thought that Liverpool saying yeah, Everton aren't that good, we'll, we'll try something out against them and see how it works it's a good show actually yeah I, I forgot about Chan yeah I mm. saw that he's, he's going to be out now isn't he well, that's we're it. talking about maybe yeah, out till the end of the season, the season. Mm. yeah so I think that's that's probably what will happen um, I want to give a little mention to James Milner Rob oh. James Milner I want a pint of what he's on by I, the way I mean he, he is some some pro Ridiculous. he's some pro Ridiculous. I mean his energy his, his, his creativity you know he had that game in the week he played well again today came out later on but mm. what what a spirited oh. uh, quality professional that he yeah. is as well and I thought he was excellent in midfield and, and Liverpool were comfy Rob I wrote yeah. down on my notes yeah. comfy yeah. it shouldn't be comfy for them going a- against the Park. strongest Everton team and it was a, a Liverpool B team it was half a, a, of Liverpool's strength and it was like Everton couldn't make a mark on him 
Yeah, yeah, a, a wasted opportunity. Nil, no, nobody wants to see a nil, nil. And I think Jurgen Klopp will be happy to get out of there. They're still sat in third spot right now. Uh, they've played one more game than Spurs, um, but they'll be happy. They've got a, a huge game midweek. A yeah. truth is, isn't it, to Manchester City? Mm. And yeah, you bring up a good point there with the midfield situation. That's going to be an issue, particularly when you play against Manchester City. You need all the energy, mm-hmm. all the legs. You're going to see Wijnaldum. You're going to see James Milner yeah. uh, and somebody else. Ladana's out as well. So all of a sudden, midfield looks a bit of an issue for them. Just before we go, quickly, uh, what a contrast to ex-Arsenal players. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, who was mm. sub today, came on, still influenced the game when he yeah. came on, and he's going to be a big part of what Liverpool do in the Champions League. Mm. Theo Walcott mm. uh, for... Everton, who just really has kept his Arsenal form in and out of games, mm. not really influencing them. Mm. What what is difference in two players? Yeah, you, you know what? It's like uh, it's like Oxley Chamberlain got out of there mm. early enough to resurrect his career, and Theo didn't. And yeah. and and it's, it's harsh, like yeah. mm. he had an initial little um, burst at Everton. Yeah, he got his goals, goals and assists straight assists, away, yeah. and you're thinking, "Wow, this could be a really great signing." And then just goes into his shell a little bit, Rob, mm. as if he yeah. he doesn't know or he doesn't want. I'm thinking he doesn't know how to how to influence games, get involved, mm. start coming inside, get on the ball, make things happen. Like, like other players, like I always think Alexis is always involved yeah. in games. Yeah. Maybe not so much recently with United, but find a way, Theo, yeah, to, be to involved. get involved. Yeah, get threaten. the ball somehow, yeah. Don't let the games drift past you. Don't mm. let it pass you by because that is the criticism and you can see it again today. The mm. one moment where you run on the outside, chip the ball yeah, over and we should demand that players mm. give him the ball, open up and run it as defender all the time. So, just yeah. disappointing when you know the talent and the ability he's got. Yeah, a day for drifting for Theo, a day that drifted away from Everton, I felt, in the end. So, that's double derby day sorted. Just leaves us time to have a look at the significant results in the Premier League today and we're going to preview two London Giants who sit outside the top four but still have motive for the end of the season, one with the FA Cup, one with the Europa League. So we'll talk Arsenal and Chelsea next. This is Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. Right, just time for us, Musty, just to wrap up the rest of the Saturday's action. Bournemouth 2-2 with Crystal Palace. Another late goal conceded by Palace, is costing them points at the moment. Brighton 1, Huddersfield 1. Huddersfield still in trouble. Don't two promoted teams that share a point. Leicester 1, Newcastle 2. A little word for Rafa and what he's doing at Newcastle. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it's just fantastic what he's doing. They're 10th place in the league right now. They won last time. Um, I thought on 35 points they were going to be okay. They needed maybe one or two results. They've got that straight away today with a win at Leicester City that have, that have dropped, dropped off the pace a little bit for them. It's just, you know, the same story for them, Rob. The reason that we, I think we both agreed that yeah. they were going to be okay because the manager's a, an excellent mm. manager. So another good result for them. Palace again, Rob. Just, I mean, how many times this happened? Where it's 80, this is 80 oh, minutes. Yeah. Andy Kingle. Spurs, to, to take points Harry, Harry Kane, Liverpool, yeah. Mo Salah, Manchester United, Nemanja Matic. I mean... Yeah. They might be okay because there's three worst teams, but I'll tell you, Rob, they, they've got to be a little bit careful, Palace. Of course they have. It's go, going to go. I go. mean, it's going to go right, right to the end there. Mm. I, I look at other games. I look at Stoke City, mm. and I know it's Spurs, and I know it's a difficult match, yeah. but they are they are banging trouble. And you They're know what, Rob? Trouble. All the st- talk will be another not bad day for Stoke. Oh, we didn't play so bad, but every week it seems to be the same story now. And, and you say mm. another defeat. They're rooted down there, and yep. well, yeah. Listen, they've got to hope, but they've got to start putting some back-to-back wins together. Let's talk about my manager of this season, the Ginger Guardiola. Well, we don't need to Sean talk about this game. Deitch. There's nothing on this game. 
Watford <laughs> 1, Burnley 2. 49 points for Burnley. Yeah. They're only two behind Arsenal, Rob. Amazing. No, it is amazing. He's done a brilliant job, an amazing mm. job, and just shows you what he can do with a... He's a great personality. Mm. He's got a quite a simple kind of... Uh, ethic at the club. We've heard him say it lots of times that he expects his players to work their socks off. Yeah. And he thinks with everybody on the same page that are well organised, that work their socks off, they're going to win games. And with clever signings they've made all over the park really and some and, and, and different changes at the back that's worked out great. Two good goalkeepers now. It's a brilliant story. It's a brilliant story. And we've said before about the ones at the bottom, Rob, the Southampton, yeah. Stokes and West Brom, that the, the fine line of success and failure is dropped underneath the line for them mm. while Burnley are above that line. But I'm sure the manager, Sean Dyche, won't take that for granted. He'll realise it won't take much to get them below the line. So yeah. next season, if they start getting a little bit complacent. But absolutely, you're right. I mean, Sean Dyche is in, is in for the top awards for manager of the season. Incredible to be seventh place right now for that football club with one of the lowest wage mm. bills in the league. And finally, West Brom won, Swansea won. I mean, West Brom all but gone. Yeah. Swansea, a little bit disappointing for them. They're still on 32 points. Still a little bit of work for Carvalho to do. Let's pre- preview the Sunday games. Let's talk about Arsenal at Southampton. Will Arsenal's Focus beyond CSK Moscow on Thursday. Difficult place to go. They're 4-1 up from the first leg. Should get that job done. But does this give Southampton a chance? Yes, it does give them a chance. It does give them a chance. And Southampton, for their, for their point, again, this is continuing to, to, to be an incredible story. Uh, it really is. There was news this week, Rob, a report came out, and it was a few people went with it. The Southampton Football Club are the seventh highest heard, payers I in the league. I saw that. I couldn't quite believe it, to be honest. I mean, if that's true... When we're talking about underachieving and overachieving, we've just talked about Burnley. Mm. That is massive overachievement. Southampton... That's massive underachievement, given yeah. that. Given because in general, you know, you you finish kind of roughly where your wage bill sits in those twenty teams in the Premier League. Southampton uh, are way down there, but they've got a chance. They've got a chance. They've got to believe it. They've got to go at Arsenal because Arsenal's mind will be on other things. Yeah. They they can get something from this game, I believe. Yeah, big big game for Southampton, and I think Mark Hughes was a little bit shocked by uh, his team not turning up at West Ham last week. There will be no excuse for them at uh, the Emirates tomorrow. Other big game for London team. Chelsea, West Ham. West Ham desperate for the points. Chelsea, well, look like they're not going to make the top four. I'm just concerned with Chelsea, Rob, sort mm. of how the rest of the season sort yeah. of peters out. Yeah, it could totally peter out. Could totally peter out. Could drop off. That mm. that, that that game, and, and we rightly built that game up with Spurs. Yeah. We, we rightly built that up as, that a, was, as a defining game. Yeah. And that was a that was a collapse. That was a, a bad falling away of them. And mm. I don't know. I fear a little bit of the motivation of the manager yeah. and the players going into some of these Still leagues. Still got the FA Cup, Rob, haven't got, they? Yeah. So. The FA Cup, Southampton at home, which they should get to an FA Cup final. Mm. Which, again, is another reason for the players to focus on that game and, and maybe stay out of challenges or not wanting to get involved too much in case they're injured for those games but this game you know it's a London derby mm. West Ham need the points you know they've, they've got to believe they can go there and get something a brilliant 3-0 victory against Southampton uh, last Saturday so again a little mm. bit like um, the, the other game we just talked about Southampton West Ham can get something here yeah and David Moyes will be buoyed by his West Ham team putting three past Southampton last week showing what they can do when they're unified when the team's together and it might not be a bad time to go to the bridge, by the way, because if you go 1-0 up, things could turn a little bit ugly there. I just feel there's a little bit of unrest sort of coming around Stamford Bridge at the moment. Mm. Oh, there it is. I mean, there just, just is. And, uh, yeah, we will see. I mean, mm. there's, there's going to be, I'm sure, some emotion around there, Rob, uh, with Ray Wilkins passing. 
Um, yeah, that, let's, yeah let's that's going to be difficult. Yeah, let's, let's just quickly have a word about Ray. I think we, we both knew him as a great football man, football mm. manager. I knew him personally. Just a classy guy, Rob. That would be the one thing I'd say about him. An absolute class gentleman who, who will be sorely missed by football. Yeah, and he played some. He played with some brilliant teams: mm. Man United, Milan, Chelsea, PSG, Rangers, Glasgow Rangers. Eighty-four caps for England. An incredible player, assistant manager for Ancelotti at Chelsea. Mm. Um, yeah, such a sad, sad day. Yeah, condolences to the Wilkins family. So, just leaves us time for tweet of the day when we asked who, sh- uh, how should Sam have gone about today's performance against Liverpool and J.D. Filippi said, well, he wants Everton to attack more, bring Rooney on in the second half, highlight the youngsters and get Snidling in the stand. So, Mr. Filippi, make sure you direct message your address and we'll get to Robbie Scarf in the post to you in the next couple of days. So, on a day when Manchester City didn't make Premier League history and it was United that won the Manchester Derby in dramatic style, remember, for more debate, discussion and disagreements, make sure you subscribe to Apple Podcasts to download the Two Robbies show. And if you like what you hear, please review the show But more importantly, let us know what team you support and why, and we'll read out the best responses on our next Premier League podcast. Finally, for me, thanks to all good folk at Culver City. You are the Manchester United's of the day. Yeah, thanks everybody for listening to the show. Let us know your thoughts through social media. Now, we're going to be in England next weekend to call some games, so there'll be no Two Robbies football show, but certainly watch out for another Two Robbies podcast landing tomorrow, reacting to the games uh, with Arsenal and Chelsea. So until then, it's good night from me. Good night from him. Good night. night. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.